On this edition of the Iowa Business Report. Are they in the right seats? And how can you train them to be, if they're willing to change, how can you use them more effectively? A new year brings new topics for the annual Spring Iowa Employment Conference. We'll have details. A former Wall Street analyst says ESG investing is bad for the global economy. And in our business profile, we'll go behind the scenes at one of the most popular ag shows in Iowa. This is the Iowa Business Report for the final weekend of February 2024. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. This year's spring edition of the Iowa Employment Conference will be held on April 3rd and 4th in Altoona. Nan Boland is president of the event and shared information with me about speakers, topics, and the purpose of the gathering. The Iowa Employment Conference started off as a one-day conference. It is now a two-day conference where we offer opportunities to network, grow, learn. We cover topics under employment, training, benefits, and wellness. So that's kind of a huge focus, but we cover a lot of employment law topics, a lot of training and development So it is a a conference where we get between probably six and 800 attendees that come. We have 40, I think over 45 sessions with six sessions happening simultaneously. Well, you certainly should find something that interests you or that pertains to your business. By the way, it's iowaemploymentconference.com if you'd like more information. And over the course of time, I've talked about how this has grown, but the topics we focus on, I think, have shifted a bit as well. Talk a bit, if you will, about that, because I think employers are responsive to changing needs of employees, and that started even before COVID, but certainly has ramped up after. Absolutely. The topics do change every year, and we work very closely with our subject matter experts. So with our employment lawyers, asking them kind of what are you seeing in today's climate? What are the hot topics that you're defending? Or we work with, again, kind of all of our speakers looking to see what are the hot topics today? Right now, it's DEI. DEI should have been covered many, many years ago. It is very important, and it should have been important years ago, but that is a huge topic that we're covering. AI in the workplace, of course, employment law updates, those seem to change <laughs> hourly. Um, so a lot of topics covering that, uh, you know, from an employer avoiding litigation to an employee on the flip side. A lot of topics have changed over the years. Recruiting and retention is incredibly important right now. There was a shortage of people prior to COVID. Definitely COVID has not helped matters. So there's definitely a shortage of people. So it's more looking at your current team and evaluating, are they in the right seats? And how can you train them to be, if they're willing to change, how can you use them more effectively? Folks who attend... Some are going for great knowledge, some are going for the camaraderie and the networking, but you also, depending on your category, might earn continuing education credits. And for those of us who need those for professional licenses, this is a great opportunity to not only get the education, but have it be relevant, because too often we wind up just taking seminars that fill the quota but don't really give us good information. This is very different. 
True. It is very different. It's it's fantastic because in my higher quality solutions hat in the recruiting world, I'm dealing with for-profit, non-for-profit municipalities trying to find them staff, many of them in the HR-ish is what I always say role. So they're all having kind of the same struggles, but they're not necessarily getting the same information. As I've been working with some of these clients, the thought process was very clear. They all need the same training, whether they need it for a CEI or a continuing education credit, or whether they just need it in their role. So we offer SHRM professional development, HRCI, CPAs, insurance, municipalities, nine different accreditations to come and earn CEs. And again, it's important for someone who's a lawyer. You can get the continuing legal education credits, but it also makes a connection because, and I'm going back to my other life as a lawyer, people would come in I heard something here. It's like, okay, don't know where that came from. This is a good way for all of these disparate groups, at one level disparate, who all wind up working together, perhaps not directly, but certainly to help a business to all hear, again, the same information. Absolutely agreed. Whether you need actual CEs or not, they're all dealing with people, staff. They're all dealing with the laws that are ever-changing. The climate has changed. So they're all having to deal with the same sort of topics. This is a great opportunity to be right in front of a lawyer, get basic free advice, you know, sit and talk with them in in their session or after the session, but also be able to network with people that are outside of their industry. AI is huge right now. It can be scary. There are a lot of folks in HR that are like, oh my gosh, we can't use it or we shouldn't be using it or are we using it in the right context? So that is a big sort of unknown that we're covering here at the spring conference, but actually our fall conference is going to be all about AI. So we'll have an entire panel of speakers in the fall that are just covering AI in the workplace. I think probably in the past, recruiting was always a big topic. I think as the climate has changed, it's more about retention. It's more about keeping the staff that you have and making sure that you're training them for the right roles that they're in or identifying if maybe they're not in the right role, but potentially moving them to another area. In addition to wonderful breakouts, and as you mentioned, a half dozen or however many going on at a single time, you have these large sessions where everyone gathers to hear from some great speakers. Give us a sense of who will be sharing their experience from the main stage. We have three different keynotes. Steve Fredland is a wonderful guy who uh, is going to basically take us on a safari. He's basically talking about kind of leadership. And we've got Lindsay Roy, who will be our keynote speaker, who is really talking about diversity and the struggles that we all go through and basically your mindset. So she's got a very compelling story, which should be very exciting. And then we have Jack, who also has his own kind of compelling story. And he's, I would call him maybe more motivational leadership. So we have some wonderful keynote speakers. And Jack Stallman, as you mentioned, experiences in the entertainment industry. But again, those performance skills are so important in all aspects of business. Yeah, he's super fun to talk to. He's got a wonderful personality, but he's also got some very good content to back it up. So it should be very entertaining, motivational, and a great way to kick off the conference. I jumped right in and started talking about the event and what people would experience, but I didn't ask you who really should attend. 
anybody that wants to gain perspective, anyone that wants to learn, that wants to network, that wants to keep up with kind of what's happening in their workplace. So that could be a business owner, it could be a manager, it could be a supervisor, it could be somebody who's wanting to be a supervisor. It could be municipality employees, it could be lawyers, definitely HR professionals, wellness professionals, really anyone that is willing to learn or is sitting next to somebody else. You know, it's a matter of learning people's personalities and and understanding that it's not one size fits all. What's important to you today is maybe not important to me today and vice versa. So being able to sort of understand the climate and change with it. And as I look at the list of businesses that are exhibitors as part of the process. It's such a wide variety of businesses and services. And I suppose, lastly, that's one of the great things as well for those who attend, is that we all think that our problems are unique. And when you get together with other individuals, you find, first of all, you have similar issues or problems or challenges, but you might just happen to come upon someone who has the solution Because they have a different perspective on it. And that's got to be very gratifying for you folks who put this on to increasing numbers of attendees every year. You know, it's wonderful. We've been lucky to find some really wonderful speakers who are are wonderful humans. They really do care. I've had speakers who have made us laugh, who have made us cry, who have talked about serious. uh, We had a a gentleman speak one time about mental wellness who tried to commit suicide. And his story was incredible. And you could have heard a pin drop. And what was more incredible is you look out in the audience and there are so many people crying, but he stayed around afterwards and there was a line of people wanting to talk to him about their particular instances where that has happened to them or they had considered. And it was, oh, I get teared up talking about it. It's it's incredible. So it is a really great opportunity to be around other people and and you don't know by looking at somebody what they're going through. So it is a wonderful opportunity for camaraderie and and just that sense of belonging with other people. Nan Boland of the Iowa Employment Conference. We connected via Zoom on Thursday, February 8. You can learn more by going to iowaemploymentconference.com. Still to come, ESG investing. And later, it's meeting season. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Don't miss the Hawkeye Farm Show February 27th through 29th at the Unidome in Cedar Falls. Hundreds of exhibitors will feature the latest in ag technology, equipment, and services. Arrive early for complimentary coffee and rolls and register to win $1,000 in show bucks given away daily courtesy of Purple Wave Auction. Check out daily educational seminars from ISU Extension. Visit HawkeyeFarmShow.com for details along with an interactive show floor plan. Show hours 9 to 4. Admission and parking are free. Welcome back to the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. Traditionally, we have looked at investing as being focused on gaining the greatest return. Recently, some have advocated for broadening the scope to include social issues as factors as well. Paul Tice spent 40 years working in Wall Street and has harsh words for the ESG effort. Well, it goes by a number of different names, ESG investing, sustainable investing, responsible investing, but it's basically based on the theory that 
environmental, social, and governance factors, which are all non-financial metrics, should be used to drive both company policy as well as investment decision-making, as opposed to, again, objective financial metrics that we've been using you know, for decades now. It's all predicated on the theory of stakeholder capitalism, which argues that companies should be run for all stakeholders, including society and the planet, as opposed to just shareholders and bondholders and your employees and financial counterparties. So it's not really capitalism. It's more government-directed capitalism. Uh, Maybe it's end-stage capitalism if we we don't reverse the process the next few years. There would be no problem if all we were talking about is people wanted to raise money in a new fund, call it sustainable, have whatever strategy you define that as, and then deploy that capital. That would be fine. The problem is ESG now is being integrated into all of the funds that are in the market, many of which are legacy. And then we're using that capital to put pressure on companies to change their behavior. So there's a a very coercive element to all of this. And anyone who speaks out and criticizes ESG, then they become the next target. And I think that's one reason why you haven't heard a lot of criticism of ESG from within Wall Street. It's because people are not allowed to have a different opinion. Paul Tice's new book, The Race to Zero, How ESG Investing Will Crater the Global Financial System, was released by Encounter Books this past week. Coming up, the latest and greatest all under one roof. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. The Iowa Soybean Association's Research Center for Farming Innovation is driven to deliver unbiased research and results to all our members. Our nationally recognized team of researchers' only incentive is to improve Iowa's soybean farmers' productivity, profitability, and sustainability. From farmer-led trials to the latest research results, our team can find the right unbiased opportunity to meet your farm's unique needs. All thanks to your soy checkoff investment. The Iowa Soybean Association proudly celebrates 60 years of moving our industry forward. Welcome back to the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. In agriculture, they say there are three seasons, planting season, harvest season, and meeting season, when people get together for shows and events when you can't work in the field. This coming week marks the 37th annual three-day-long Hawkeye Farm Show at the Unidome in Cedar Falls. Ag producers from Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Illinois gather annually to review the latest farm technology and more. For our business profile segment two years ago at this time, we introduced you to Scott Gatormson, manager of the Hawkeye Farm Show. In light of this year's show closing out the month of February in the coming week, we revisit part of that conversation today. You'd be amazed at the amount of time that it takes to plan. We'll start planning Friday for next year. You'll get people that uh, want to add booths, move to a different location. So yeah, we start planning right away. And when you ask what goes into it, it's a lot of patience and a lot of cooperation from uh, a lot of different people. And let me tell you this, that the people in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and the, and the folks here at the University of Northern Iowa, have a lot to be proud of because they're out of all the venues that we do, 
they are right there at the top, and that's that's really really I want to make that known to to everyone. And again, you do shows in Vermilion and Sioux Falls and Oklahoma City and Peoria, and so you travel around a lot. What's unique about this venue or the people you work with? Not to disparage others, but what is it that that leads you to make the statement about this this group of folks? I think that the fact that there's only one way in the building for moving, so. That involves a lot of cooperation and, like I mentioned, patience, and also uh, the fact that this show, it's not the largest that we do, but it's a show that if you are here, there's a very, very good possibility that you're going to be seen. This particular show, and for folks on the radio who can't see it, you've taken over the entire floor of the Unidome. You've got what I'll call traditional booths that are set up with pipe and drape, and it's like you would see at any show. But you've got the largest farm machinery you can find, really, that you can get in the door as well. That's quite a challenge on setup day on Monday before a three-day show, Tuesday through Thursday. Yes. We spend at least two days of moving into this building. So we try to get a lot of the larger equipment in here Sunday before the show and to get that uh, get them positioned, and then we kind of work around them. Them, you know, you know, being at the show like they are, and the amount of people that they are able to see in these three days, what it would take for them to get in a vehicle and drive around in the windshield time it would take to go out and do the same thing and meet the same amount of people, you'd be, you'd be pretty surprised. That's such an excellent point because I often say to folks, this is one-stop shopping for a consumer because nowhere else are you going to find all of these different vendors, but I had not, uh, had not thought about the fact that for the vendors, it's just as efficient. Right. I mean, who, who wouldn't like somebody coming to you? Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty convenient. This show ends later today. You'll probably do a post-mortem with the team Friday. You know, I bet you've already got a list of things that you think, okay, for next year we got to do this and this and this. And I imagine it also helps you with the rest of the shows uh, yet this calendar year. Yeah, it is. It's just, like, uh, it's just like the vendors that are here. They are able to get some ideas from customers where we are able to get ideas from our vendors about, hey, you ever thought about doing this? Hey, you ever thought about doing that? And it's so and we, we listen to all advice and discuss it and take it seriously. The 2020 show was the last one that got in just under the wire before COVID. Then in 2021, it was one of the very first shows, this Hawkeye Farm show, to be back open, but the university had some mask requirements. This looks like the first year that we are just back to normal in some time. What kind of a stressor has it been for these vendors or your business? COVID affected you folks deeply. Oh, absolutely. It, it was uh, it was a uh, impact. It was a uh, something this this business has ever witnessed. And, and uh, yeah, you're going to have weather affect things. Yeah, uh, maybe something else, but. Uh, nothing like that and probably uh, hopefully will ever affect this business like it had. You know, not only are you uh, looking at uh, attendance uh, things, but, but yet the vendors, are not all of them are able to get product to put in their booths. So, so that, was, that was a large, large part of it, as big a deal as anything. You have different vendors, different types of businesses. It has become a very different show. Yeah, you know this show. Um, you know it leaned it leaned heavily towards uh, folks in row crop, of course. But now the uh, the cattle equipment segment is coming on really strong, and in some dairy. So I think that it helps uh, this show to to allow something for everyone. 
You know, when I have seen some vendors in the past, and they're very technologically oriented, they might be a way so that you can remotely tell the uh, the moisture level in a bin. It might be some of these auctions. So, I mean, this has really evolved as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, it's amazing each year what they come up with, how they change, um, new ideas. These shows, I think, is, is important for, for that. Is, is selling the, the item. When they, they're able to talk to somebody and say, hey, is this what you need? Is this what you want? Is this not what you want? I think it's, it's just as much uh, helpful uh, with that opportunity as, as making a sale. One of the great things that I know is I, I'll see people who connect, and maybe it'll be in the stands of the Unidome, maybe it'll be by the concession area, but they may not see each other except once a year, and it's always at this show, and there are some friendships that go back decades. I agree, and it's, uh, I think it's, uh, it's, 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 it is fun when you walk by and see a group of people that are talking to each other, and, and it is, uh, gives you a pretty good idea that that's what uh, they are doing, is, try, is catching up with somebody that they haven't talked to for maybe at the last farm show. Scott Gatormson is manager of the Hawkeye Farm Show, part of Midwest Shows Incorporated. We spoke at the event in 2022. This year's show is in Cedar Falls, February 27th through 29th. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to totallyiowa.com and clicking on the radio programs link. That's where you'll find podcasts of full interviews with many of the folks you hear on this program. They're listed as IBR Extras and IBR Business Profiles. And we're also found on all the major podcast distributors, 18 now in all. Support for the Iowa Business Report comes from the Iowa Business Council, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. Learn more and review the group's 2024 legislative priorities by going to iowabusinesscouncil.org. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com.